Welcome back to Therapist Watching Bravo with me, your co-host, Amanda. And me, Madeline. We are so excited. Season two, episode two. Yes. We were going to do a reintroduction, but maybe we'll get to that next. Honestly, y'all, there's so much to get to. There's so much. So we're just going to kind of dive right in today. Yeah. Because we're excited. Yeah, we're excited. Life is good. Not much to know about us, truly, no, right now. No, Just we have stuff to talk about. It's all you really need to know. We've been researching all week. And <laughs> we just came together and watched some of the Southern Charm reunion together. And we are just kind of... It hit different that way. It did. I'm hyped up. I'm hyped up too. Like, so I'm ready to dig in. It was very real. So it's like kind of setting this like real tone for this today. Yes. So we're going to try and talk about it really, but there's, it's also a little heavy. So yeah, maybe it is. like a content warning. Yeah, content warning. Like also addiction, mm-hmm. um, intervention type stuff. Substance use Substance issues. Use, yeah. Yeah. But before we jump into Southern Charm Reunion, we've finished both of those um, episodes and that there's only two. We are going to start with Beverly Hills. Yes. And for those of you who are watching Salt Lake, I'm going to get into that more next week just because honestly, I started naming off the things I would talk about. There's a lot to talk about there. And I just feel like I need more space to like deep dive that a little bit mm-hmm. because I don't want to be like, you know, Monica and her mom are toxic. I mean, duh, but like we have a lot to talk about there. So we want it to be thought out. Yes, I wanted to be have space to like unpack that. So next week we'll talk about that with the last episode of Salt Lake's reunion. So we'll get into that. Um but yeah, let's jump into Beverly Hills. Let's go. Um so if I hear esophagus one more time, I'm going to lose it. I'm done. I'm it's done. It's stupid to begin with. It's no one cares. Dumb. Sutton's weird. Let it go. <laughs> like it's, it's also so weird. That's like us as a therapist, like going after someone's like marital issues that we don't even know. I know. I would never do that. That's no. so weird. No, it's so weird. And it just feels like, like what is the purpose of you continuing to go back to this topic and to the point where it's like, Everyone thinks it's weird to the point where Crystal, who says nothing ever, calls you a bitch at a party. Like, that was wild. That was crazy. We have been pushed to the brink with the esophagus. It's been too much. We're done. Um, So, you know, Anne-Marie, right or wrong, needs to move TF on, um, making claims about someone's, like, medical situation. Find something else to get you on the show. Yeah, it's reckless. It's rude. Like, saying she has an eating disorder, you don't know. I know. You know, and, like... Hey, you know what? We're not on here diagnosing people. We're just talking. Mm -hmm. You know, we're saying things that we notice. Yes. It is irresponsible to be like, you have an eating disorder. It is. And it's such a bold claim. It It is. It's not like, it's not fair to Sutton. Like, and I'm not the biggest Sutton fan personally. Sutton has her things, but it's like, I don't know. It just feels like Amory is like way out of pocket. Yeah. Like a dog with a bone. No, exactly. Um, Crystal had a conversation with her brother, and you you did not watch this episode? Is that no. Right? Okay. I'll catch you up. Crystal's brother. So, you know, the whole thing with his, yes. like, fiance, um, he kind of stands up for himself, and he's like, hey, like, this is, like, basically this is enmeshed, and, like, I'm going to go back and try to start my life over. Oh. And it was a really good conversation, and oh, I love that. Yeah, it was like I was like happy about that. That they, they are like soup, like they it they're enmeshed. Yeah, I think I um, could tell. And which is kind of the norm. Yeah, 
for like that culture. culture yeah and and crystal she said i was worried to become a wife and a mother and not be a sister anymore like whenever she got married to rob and i thought that was really interesting that's so interesting i've never thought about that me neither um so i think that just kind of like showed the depth of like what was going on in their relationship and like how yeah. like she kind of talked about like her and her brother and how close they were and like how they grew up together <laughs> um so i don't know interesting that is interesting um but good for their healthy separation because you can still be really close with people and have separation and i yeah. also want to know that sometimes if you've been so close or therapy jargon enmeshed which just means you're too close to someone there's not enough individualness that any kind of space feels radical yes you're like too far it's too far and i can relate to that feeling honestly yeah same yeah (laughs) um but it was it was interesting and i thought it good for them talking about it um speaking of crystal she spoke up at um the homeless not toothless which can we not rename? Seriously. Like rebrand. <laughs> we we couldn't even say it last season. It's honestly kind of a tone deaf name. It's so tone deaf. Like, let's just like switch it up. It's fine. Um, but Crystal goes after Anna Marie there there and calls her a bitch. And I was just like shook. I was but I was proud of her for speaking up because I feel like she doesn't usually. I agree. Um, calling her a bitch like maybe wasn't the most productive. Mm-hmm. But like, hey. But when people be trying stuff out, yeah, it doesn't always go perfect. Yeah, but, but you're you gotta, trying. You gotta try. And I appreciated that. Um, at this homeless, not toothless gala, Erica gets hit on by this guy, and they're talking, and she's like, "Wait, you're my dentist." <laughs> it, it is the funniest <laughs> clip. It was so random. It was just like before it started, they were just talking, and he was like, "You are beautiful," like blah blah blah. She was like. Oh my God, you're my dentist. Okay, I like just went to the dentist last week and I could see you not recognizing that off the bat because you don't really see them. There are the bright lights and your like mouth is just open. I was cracking That's so funny. up. It was hilarious. You need to like go back and watch it because it was... That sounds so good. Hysterical. And I feel like it's like kind of following the trend of like Erica's more realness. Like no. that just feels like such a like... She's like, wait, ordinary, you're my dentist. Moment. I am happy to be back around on her. Me too. I'm enjoying her so much more like this, which is like just her. Same. Like just organic. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, I mean, although I do actually side note, Sutton referred to her bits Mm -hmm. on the show as an MP. And it stands for Magic Beast. Yes. I'm shook. And she compared it to her esophagus. There was a lot that Sutton was doing that I didn't like <laughs> in that talking head. Oh, that's like trending for the season of weird yeah. behavior. No, that's... <laughs> oh, quirky. But like, what? <laughs> it's just... Sutton does, doesn't deserve her esophagus to be picked apart like it's being picked apart. And yet, she does not help herself. No, she doesn't. <sighs> No, she gets opportunities and she doesn't help herself. No, she really don't. But lastly, Kyle talks about Mo not being there for the thing for her friend and um, like briefly. And she's kind of like, she's talking about like, because they went to the homeless, not toothless thing together. And oh, that must have felt so weird. Yes. And I think like to the viewer, it's like, well, what the 
frick like why could you be at this function and not like her friend who just passed away is like yeah meaningful one and she like when she's talking to him on on the way over there she's like well then i'm gonna be traveling i'm gonna be going here and here and here and like she kind of it almost appears like she's like punishing him for missing it which is really interesting um do you think it was that or do you think it was like we're so out of sync with each other yeah. that I'll go plan all this stuff and, like, you don't ask. Well, I think she said in her talking head, I can't remember how she said it, she was kind of like, well, that's what you get. Like, I'm giving, she said, I'm kind of giving him a taste of his own medicine. A little of both. Yeah, a little of both. Um, I get it, though. I mean, as a couples therapist, I'm not saying that's, like, the best thing <laughs> in the entire world, but, like, I, I get really how she got get there. That. Yeah. I really get that. 100%. Um, but... Yeah, that was pretty much it. Oh, although on Instagram, Kyle has said, like, oh, I'm, like, I can't believe I have to clarify this again. But, like, basically was, like, Mo missed it because I gave him the green light to miss it. And did you see that? Like, she was talking about, like, the friend for her, the thing for her friend, Mm -hmm. Lorraine. Um, Mm -hmm. She was, like, yeah, I gave him the green light. I don't know why I have to keep clarifying this. But I also wonder if sometimes it's like, I've begged you to stay for so long. Yeah. Like, I've wanted you to be here. I've wanted you to be present. Like, I've made so many bids for connection. Right. That it's like, she probably, in some part of her, wanted him to be there. But it's like, I don't want to have to, like, scream and shout for you to come. If you don't want to come, green light, go away. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it, it no, sounds, that's a perfect point. Yeah. In, like, the therapy language, like a burnt out pursuer. Which is someone who, like, pursues, pursues, pursues the relationship, pursues the connection, sometimes in, like, off-putting ways. Right. But then you've done it so many times and you haven't gotten something back from your partner that you're burnt out. You're like, fuck this. Yeah, like, I'm not trying anymore. I'm not going to give this, like, flair, like, come save me. Like, you should just be here. You you clearly know this is an important event. Right. I'm not going to beg you to stay for it. You want to go, go. Exactly. And she didn't even sound like she did it, like, really resentfully. But just, like coming to terms with like that's what's happening in their relationship right and instead of fighting 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 for something that's not working just pivoting and like trying a different move i totally could see that being part of it but anyways that was beverly hills that's kind of like speed round but that's really what happened it was wild honestly but nothing too too crazy this week too too crazy but what is crazy and what is uh, there's a lot going on is southern charm reunion and we have a lot of thoughts guys i am so regretful this is the second time i have watched like (laughs) half of an episode yeah before we record and then i go back and watch the second half and i'm like no No. right before it got good i stopped and i messed up on the pod i'm sorry guys i'm sorry because there's such good stuff on the southern charm reunion that again is kind of heavy but we're just gonna like make our way through it yeah uh, and kind of share what it brought up for us um okay chef's drinking yeah let's start there that was at the end of part one and that was the part we missed talking about Wow. That I felt like was very real and like representative of what these conversations look like for people struggling. Yeah. It, it felt like I was like, it felt like we were there. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Like you were seeing the like emotions go across people's faces. Like the tightness on their face, the fear. Yes. Uh, 
and Shep looked scared. I I agree with you. I thought he looked scared. Which I don't honestly, know how much he knows he's scared. Yeah, I think on a I high agree. level he does. But I I was struck by I felt like throughout it he was starting to understand the enormity that his life may have to change. Right. Yeah. Which. I'm sure that would be really scary because his whole life is built around partying and like... His whole life. Being like this debonair like guy. In, in a way that most people's is not. Yeah. Like a lot of other people have jobs or partners or kids right. or I don't know what else, but a dog. I mean, I guess he does have little Craig. <laughs> he does have little Craig. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. Before I think we dive into that, let's say what happened on the reunion. Yes. So about halfway, a little bit more... Um, through the first reunion, Shep kind of like pulled Andy aside. Like they showed like a earlier today right. clip. And Shep was telling Andy like, hey, I want to like bring up something. It's going to be kind of big, kind of verbose to quote Shep in his vocabulary. <laughs> yes. Um, and so he brings it up and he talks about uh, he had this breaking point at BravoCon, which they talk more about in the episode. But also yeah. like if you've read around on Reddit or like other places, like what happened was Shep was blackout at BravoCon the entire weekend in Vegas, behaving really badly. I read, like, somewhere on the interwebs, again, I don't know if it's true, but that he, like, got kicked out of a casino because of his behavior. Mm. They talk somewhere along of he walked up to Taylor, slapped her on the ass in front of her new boyfriend. Which I didn't know she had a new boyfriend. I I was totally unaware. That was news in this. I didn't know either. Um, And he has these kind of funny still kind of denials and deflections, which I think is pretty common yeah. for the stage of him figuring this out in his life. Right. I don't know if we want to like call it like addiction or not, or just like struggling with substances. Yes, no, yeah, definitely. You can, you, yeah, I think that's like pretty clear to say. Yeah, and I think that's certainly like what everybody was alluding to. It's like, hey, this is, whatever you call this, this is a problem. And, like, we're all concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, sobering when yeah. Craig, his friend, was like, you, this, you're this, you on this road, and this road ends with a cliff. Yeah. And I'm getting out of this car, and I'm so scared and so sad to watch you go down this path. Yeah. I thought that was very honest. And, like, anyone who's dealt with somebody that struggles with addiction, and I've seen this a million times, like, in therapy, like, it's so hard mm-hmm. to know what to do as, like a person around that person because it's like I can't enable you like and I you have to do it you have to do it I can't can't do it for you you. exactly and it's this funny thing that sometimes becoming supportive or hanging out with someone who is like struggling in this way enables them and becomes worse like I think Austin even said that about it like because Austin can party Austin doesn't seem and it might not be the best thing for him but he doesn't seem to like struggle in the way Shep does and he's got his beer he's got his podcast like Shep was saying he's got other stuff in his life yeah which makes sense that Austin would be like I felt like an enabler because I don't like this version of you this version of you scares me and makes me sad but yet it's the only way we hang out it becomes very confusing and I loved Andy like stepping in and being like maybe I'll hang out around something else or like it like Andy felt very paternal in this episode yeah I think he like not like he like loves Shep but I think he's got like a weird thing for the southern charm guys no he really does out with them like he like likes them like a freakish amount no I think he's like very connected to them like whatever that is there's something (laughs) there yeah and so it's like but I I liked the energy he brought to that because it was kind of like hey like we've heard you say this all like a million times 
And I also appreciated them bringing that up because I don't know yeah. if us as viewers as commonly knew they were like, this is the 17th intervention we've right. had about your drinking. Yeah. Which is just like another example. We only get like a little snippet of on of people on these reality shows and like we see a lot, but we don't see everything. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like we literally didn't know that they had that many interventions and yet everybody else seemed to just like immediately pick up on it and like knew all the history and it was sad. I know. And I also thought it was really telling like Craig and Austin being like, I love you and I want to be there for you. And if you pivot, like we'll be there, but them not showing up to that 17th intervention mm. because like, I mean, they're guys like down, like they're down. They'll be yeah, there. Right. And I think they really do love Shep. So it was, I think, really telling about how exhaustive totally. this has been and how when you struggle with substances, like how it is like they call it like in therapy, like a family disease. Right. Which I think like expounds to friends. Totally. Like, you know, it's not just your family. Um, it was just really interesting to see and sad how yeah. intense it was. I think another thing, um, for me, that it brought up again, not Taylor was her behavior on the season was I don't know the word for it, but you felt I felt bad. Or I like know. I understand why Olivia didn't want to be her friend anymore. Oh, totally. I think that boundary makes then, perfect sense. You know, using the Bible to call her out, <laughs> like that's not what the Bible's for, right? I I, know, I I understand. Like Taylor's got some work to do. Yes, but I I think I had like a new and lightning kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like right. a softness to you know she was in a relationship with Shep, someone who's like struggling with. Yeah all of this stuff and that takes a toll I'm sure it must have been so hard yeah I I would even go as far to say I don't know her experience but like for some people that's like traumatizing yeah 100% it's not a healthy relationship to be in which is not brand new but like to this level and like in this dynamic right um I just I just felt that and yeah I think I was Mm. just kind of really clicking into how hard this would be for Shep yeah and I get why that would feel so scary I mean it makes me feel scared just like talking yeah, about it now seriously because, like, his whole life would have to change yeah what he does every day finding a purpose how he hangs out with his friends how he picks up women like what makes him feel good about himself what he's good at like every single thing about his life would have to change no seriously and I think it would be like I'm sure that's so daunting like obviously you know it's like wow it's like he would be meeting himself for the first time in a while. Yeah. And I think that that would feel really, really vulnerable and scary. Yeah. And I think like going back to what he said like earlier in the first reunion episode is like the monotony like scares him. So it's just like this whole other, I could just empathize with him yeah. if this is like what he's going through of like so, confronting so much. Yeah. I get why people don't do it. And yet like... Same. And, like, I think he's, like, in denial in some ways still. Which is par for the course. Totally. And because it it is so much. Yeah. And yet, like, it's it's hard to watch. And you could see, like, for everybody else, it's hard to watch, too. Like, like Madison, her reactions are usually, like, so spot on. Watch her. It's so funny. No, she's so funny. But, like, she was, like, she made the point, like, she was whispering to somebody. She was, like, I thought he was going to say he's going to rehab. Like, not that he's, like gonna stop taking shots like they were all yeah. kind of like eye roll like come well, on everyone like you, Leva's reaction yeah too. and I feel like that also spoke to like how long this had been going on totally totally and how 
fed up. Every, everybody looked like kind of like sad, scared, but like also like fed up and like yeah. not. It kind of looked like people didn't know what to do. Yeah. Which that is so real. Like I, I think know. anyone who has interacted with addiction knows that feeling. God, because it's such a helpless feeling. It is. Which is like one of the worst feelings in the entire world. Yeah, it sucks. It's because everyone outside of yourself is out of your control and like. But, I mean, that's why people, it's, like, good to stop enabling because that's something that is in your control. Even Mm -hmm. though it feels harsh, like, Mm -hmm. I think people could look at Craig and be like, you're being, like, mean or whatever, but that's not true. He's doing what's in his control to help Shep. Mm -hmm. And I think things like that are sobering to Shep, Mm -hmm. and that's what we need him to experience, like, to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's wild. I feel for Shep. I feel for everybody around him. Like, I know, because it's like his whole, and this is like true for anyone struggling with substances, but like your, his whole worldview has to change. Yeah. Of like what he lived his life for and what he thought was like the thing mm-hmm. and so awesome. He is like starting to come to realize it is not. Yeah. Like, holy shit, that is so scary. That's so scary. Have we said the thing that Leva said of like, you need to like have your thing that you care about. We did. I think yeah. we said that last time. And but I agree with her. Yeah. And like he and he I think was kind of agreeing too, talking about like Craig has his pillows, they have their podcast. Right. Austin has had his beer thing. I don't know if that's still going, but like they do have exciting things. Yeah, they're building like Craig is probably hopefully I hope builds a family with Paige and like a yeah. life with Paige. And so, you know, it's like I think they have things to look forward to and like lean on I also thought like Craig just had like such a good point of I loved his vulnerability of talking about like his drinking yeah and it being too much and him starting I think with like cutting out liquor for two years but then realizing like no I need to like make a drastic change and I also I love that for another reason because being sober 100% sober is like not the right thing for everybody not everyone's an addict that no. struggles with substances like right. this is i like this conversation because it is such a spectrum it is, yeah. of how people struggle and and him talking about like i had to really make a change yeah and i think like page was i'm reading between the lines i don't know if this is just my idea but it was like a part of that yeah and i see the change because like i was watching him on winter house like last season and he like woke up from a night of partying and i was like you look awful right like i love craig so much <laughs> but i was like no party is worth, worth what you like, look right what, now yeah that experience look is not yourself. worth it <laughs> No, for real. And to be like miserable and hungover for two days and stuff like that. And I just like liked Craig kind of talking about his journey there and making a big change. And he yeah. looks great. Yeah. And we like loved him this season. I know. He was like a king in this episode. I was yes. so proud of him. Also, it's so fascinating to me. I'm just thinking about this. Whenever Craig was kind of like earlier seasons when he was like going through it and like lying about law school yeah. or like or passing the bar or whatever the fuck. And like... Shep was trying to like quote like push him to be better, oh but he was really just kind of fucking like bullying him. Yes. And which they're doing JT, side note. But like what I love what Craig is doing is that he's being vulnerable. He's showing that he cares. He's like sharing some of his experience. He's showing that he cares and he's setting a clear boundary. He's not bullying Shep. No. He's not kicking him while he's down. No. Like he's being a good friend. And so, and I think that takes a lot to do that to somebody who has hurt you and kind of shit on you for a long time. Like I really respect Craig for that. He like really is a good friend. Yeah. It's like so lovely. And like for him to just come like walk alongside Shep. Yeah. Even if there's like 
necessary distance there yeah. is so much different than coming above someone like totally, what Shep which is what Shep does and, and being speaks volumes about Shep yeah. you know that he does that and I think that there's a lot of insecurity when you come from a place like that yeah like and I think that that's come through his drinking too like there's a lot there that was such a good throwback point yeah thank you thank you god we love <laughs> Shep yeah um Okay. I am a, such a Craig stan this season, though. Um, Any more on Shep and his drinking? I, I appreciate him being vulnerable, though. Like, I loved that. Yeah, me too. I, it seems like he's still... That, that was a step. Yes, like, he's still in that contemplative stage yeah. of, like, what this crossroads is going to bring to him. But I loved seeing more of this version of him... Me too. ...than the version of where he's just, like, this fun guy where nothing faces him because... Yeah. ...that's not really him. And we, like, are connected to people when they're authentic. That's... I was just about to say the same thing. Like, I feel like I'm really seeing him. Yeah. Like, even though he's struggling, I don't want him to struggle. I hate that. And, like, and, like... But we're here for you through this struggle. Yeah. Go, Shep. Like, come go on. Go, Shep. Keep going. Like, make a real step. Like, yeah. let's go. And I love that his friends, like, actually challenged him to make a real step. They're like, hey, like, we can talk about it. I love it, that, too. But, like, what are you going to do? And Andy was kind of echoing that, too. And I think that's why, like, your friends are, like, should be loving mirrors to it. Because, yeah. like, that is, like, what is really going to help him is that, like, gentle accountability. Yeah. Not uh-huh. that we got to, like hold our friends accountable for their shit that's right. not it but like no it's not the vibe when it's gone this far it's a different story and and Shep did say like shame and alienation is a dangerous cocktail that is so freaking true I know I thought that hit spot on yeah and then I thought like I just felt for him because this is like what happens when it's such a tricky situation and I know he needs his friend's help and they're in such a tough spot with it. Right. I just like felt for everyone with that. Me too. It was like, it was very real. So if that was like heavy for you, it was heavy for us too. It was kind of, and if that was triggering for you, I get that. Um, But just know if that's something that you or someone you love struggles with, there are organizations out there. We'll tag some things, you yeah. know, in the link to the podcast. AA, um, Al-Anon. Yes. Um, there are resources for that. And um, I hope Shep gets the help he needs. I know. And anyone that's struggling with it, you would not be alone. A hundred percent. Okay, I guess kind of moving on to some of the lighter stuff. Yeah. Of the reunion too. Okay, I don't know who said this. I can't remember. But they're talking about this is fuckboy therapy. No, literally. Talking to Austin. I just died. Did you watch Watch What Happens Live this week? No. <laughs> so Austin and Craig, was somebody else on there? <laughs> I can't remember. But Andy was doing like a fuckboy, um, what's it called? Like, when they get the demon out. Yeah. Uh, exorcism. exorcism yes and so he said the power of jt compels you and he would spray them with a water bottle it was hilarious that is perfect no yeah it was really really funny oh okay so i also thought this was like so interesting with austin because austin was kind of talking about i got a bad edit and andy was kind of like holding his feet to the fire to be like what was the bad edit yeah, please what explain were, what was not shown about you that like you wish was shown like here's your stage right and he's like <laughs> like did i wish i would prepare andy and i was like this is exactly what we've been talking about austin all the time he's got like a warm big heart but like he says all the right things but he does not follow through with his actions there's no backup which makes him a fuck boy yes and 
I all and so and that's what got shown on yeah. the thing. Yeah. It was not an edit. No. Those were all his behaviors. And I thought Olivia had a really good point of Austin would talk the talk but not walk the walk because she was like I was going through a terrible time. My yes. brother just died. Right. You didn't give me any grace or understanding. And he was all haughty with his like, you owe me an apology, blah, 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 whatever shit. Yeah. And she's like, that wasn't really being a good friend. No. You know what this is like. I don't know why, like, she didn't say this, but like, I don't know. You didn't, you knew my head wasn't on right. Right. Why didn't you just like love me through that? Yeah, seriously. And no, I was kind of losing my mind because like, I just me lost some my grace. brother. Yeah. I was like, go, Olivia. I know. I love that. Um, Speaking of which, um, I did not know that Taylor also lost her brother until this past episode. That really, honestly, my perspective of Taylor, like, really grew and, like, changed a little bit through this reunion process. I don't think that it still doesn't justify what she did, necessarily. And Austin, either. I don't like that he's getting off more scot-free than she is. I'm so tired of that narrative, Uh, Me too. Yeah, whatever. But, like, I don't love that. But, um, yeah, it it made me feel like maybe we could all extend some more grace to Taylor, because that's horrible. And I feel like we didn't even talk about her brother. We named it in the, like... But I don't know. Briefly. Briefly. It's hard because it wasn't aired, so we don't we didn't have the same experience as like Olivia. Totally. But it just that's horrible. Like yeah. that really puts you through the ringer for a long time. And I know she did these actions like before she like lost her brother, but and I just thought it was so like another like a pivot here, but like a tricky but like really hard thing of like Olivia yeah. crying and being like I don't want to be your friend. Like, I, that's not our way forward right now, but I'm so sad I can't be there for you in the way that I want through yeah. this. I'm so sad for what you're going through. I always have, like, love for you and, like, wish you the best. And I think sometimes, like, that felt appropriate for what had happened to their relationship. And, totally. like, for a long time, I felt sad, but it seemed like Taylor just didn't get that. That, yeah. like, Olivia was just like, I just don't want to be your friend. Yeah, like, this is the boundary. I'm not moving it. Yeah. Like, and... I think people it, could see that and be like, well, that's kind of a heartless move. She just lost her brother. And at this, and there, and I won't lie, like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I wish that they could, like, come oh, together yeah, in this. Oh, I know, I know. And, like, I get upholding that boundary. Also, like, Olivia is going through her own grief. And totally. you've got to protect your grief exactly. and your sanity, and you got to do whatever you got to do to get through, you know, that's exactly as what I was you thinking. learn to live with this. So it was just sad, but. I also thought like a real thing of like adult friendships because like paths go different ways yeah. and friendships have to end, but you don't mean bad juju to exactly. the other person. Like it's just like what's right for me right now. And if I was to move my boundary, it wouldn't be right for me. Therefore it wouldn't be right for you. You yeah. know? So it's like, I think that that's good. It like honors yeah. both of them, even though it hurts Taylor. And I also think that sometimes that like ending or that space can give way to a friendship somewhere down the line if they both chose that. Totally. Like years from now or something, like I think this would be the thing that that would allow that to happen. I totally agree with that. Um, complete topic change, JT. <laughs> um, he irritates me. And... He's not, he's not wrong, but he is unsavory as fuck. (laughs) Olivia said it so good. Like, I really liked Olivia in this. Me too. She'd been annoying me a little bit because she's like, she wouldn't drop all the Taylor stuff. But then, sorry to go back for a second, but then I get it because Taylor kept not understanding. So Olivia had to keep in like, 100% screaming the boundary. That's just good for no one. Right. But Olivia said it so good of JT of like, he's right, but he's so annoying. Right. Like, (laughs) and, but I, 
I agree. JT's in such a difficult position because like he was saying what like a lot of us were feeling in some yeah, capacity. capacity. Totally. No, he he was. But he's just so annoying. I can't put my finger on why, but he is. Annoying. And I need to figure that out. It's going to bother me because I can't really name, like, why he's annoying. It uh, just kind of is. Yeah, I think, like, some of it might have been that, like, that. I think Austin said it of, like, oh, he's kind of brown-nosing. Oh, but then everyone yeah. brought up the point of, like, nobody would have known any of this season's drama if it wasn't for JT. Facts. I don't know. I'm interested to see what will happen with him next season. Yeah, me too. He's just, like, fascinating. He's and like- him and Austin fighting honestly felt like... I was watching Step Brothers or something. Like, it was, like, ridiculous. He's annoying, but I, I kind of like him a little bit. <laughs> like, I hope he comes back. Me too. Because I'm like, and him just, like, throwing the I love you out there to Taylor. That's wild. I was like, he, that was wild. That was, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around him just yet. But Austin's saying, like, um, like, they were talking about Austin and his edit, maybe. And then Austin was like, JT, you just wait. This is your first season, buddy. And I just thought, I didn't like you the first season you were on, Austin. I first know. of all. And it's like, it's like Austin knows how to be mean. Like, that yeah. mean girl in high school. Like, he knows how to cut. Yes. And JT just, like, can't quite execute it in the same way. <laughs> and I think that's a part of why it comes off annoying. You know? Because it's like a... A yeah. skill. No, it is. It is. And, and he just can't do it. Maybe that's why I like JT, because I'm not like that either. Like, I'm always like, oh, man, I, I should have said something way better than that. <laughs> I wish I said something cooler and meaner, but I just didn't. Because Austin is cool. Like, yeah, no, he, he is. I mean, he is he is a fuckboy, and, like, he is... And maybe cool. And he's cool. And he's cool. <laughs> I'm sure if I met him in person, I'd be like, wow, he's cool. He's tall. That's how I felt about fucking Schwartz. Um, Schwartz. When I met Schwartz in person, I was like, I'm going to be mad at him. And then I was like, literally googly eyed at him. He's so tall. He's so charming. So I'm sure I'd feel the same way about Austin. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know, especially if Olivia and Madison went for him. I mean, he's and half of the Bravo universe has made out with him. Mm-hmm. Hannah Burner, there's someone else. Chelsea, who has a baby now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tide's turn. But yeah, anyways. That's, JT's annoying. JT's annoying, but I still like him a little. Still obsessed with the rod. Um, the gluten-free bread. And I like Rodrigo. Oh, me too. I need more of him. Yeah, I hope Rod and Rodrigo come on. Yeah, more. same. It has a different dynamic that I, I like too. I need justice for Rod. I know I said this last time. I just really still feel that I strongly. I he ends up with someone good. Me too. He's a good dude. He went and I didn't realize this the first time, but he went and got gluten-free bread for them to put on her sandwich at the restaurant that did not have gluten-free bread. That is really sweet. That's very pure content and that's what I want. Like, I just want all of us to have that pure content in our lives. Maybe one day Olivia will like him. Yeah, maybe so. She probably won't. She, she's not maybe she gotta got do some work on why she's attracted to guys like Austin no for real cause all of us have been there I mean but you gotta you gotta hop off you gotta hop off there the guys toxic to have train fun with. There, you, you yeah. go have fun with them but it does it's not more than fun no well that's our episode yeah I'm so excited we'll be coming at you next week wrapping up Salt Lake then holy shit it's banter pump premiere let's go and we're gonna try and record our episodes like the day after yeah the um episode comes out of vanderpump so excited yeah 
It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. And I'm hope this was a heavy episode. So thank you all. If you've made it this far, thank you. Um, We're going to be lighter. But sometimes we'll be lighter. life will be heavy. Sometimes, li- sometimes life is fun and light. And sometimes life is a little bit heavy. And we got to go to both, you we know? Do. So we got to take the bad with the good. That's right. So anyways, love uh, you guys. Love you guys. Follow us on Instagram at Therapists Watching Bravo. Email us your burning thoughts, feelings, and observations at therapistswatchingbravo at gmail.com. We'll be coming at you next week. Bye. Okay, bye.